Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. This week, we continued our series, What Makes Community Work, and Pastor Donna talked about the importance of being open. Today, I'll be joined by Donna and John to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, well, I'm here with Donna and John. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's been a little while, John. Glad to have you back on the show. So let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. Uh, Donna, thanks for speaking this past Sunday. We continued our series, uh, What Makes Community Work? And you talked about the importance of being open. And just having given the message a couple of days ago, uh, kind of in hindsight, is there anything that you would felt like you want to add, anything you'd want to reemphasize, uh, how you feeling in general after uh, giving such a powerful, uh, very talk, uh, open talk? Uh, we shared a lot of um, just what you were going through, but kind of in light of that, uh, anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I shared just a lot of my personal experiences, and I always am not sure when I do that how specifically people hear it. Um, you know, I'm just talking about grief and loss and just the things that have happened to me in the last few weeks. And I know people who have s- suffered grief and loss were very responsive about the message. Um, but I don't know if people always apply it to themselves in their situation and um, in being open at wherever they are or in whatever ways they need to be more open. So that's just something I wonder about. Someone asked me, what's the difference between openness and authenticity? Um, because I think they're very overlapping. But I think um, you have to be open to authenticity, but authenticity is a separate thing. So, yeah, those are just some of the things that came up afterwards. Yeah, that's a great um, that's a great distinction. Can you kind of go into that a little bit of um, being open versus being authentic? Yeah, uh, being authentic, I think, is just being who you are, um, being honest and vulnerable about what's really going on with you. Um, but an openness, I think, is more a receptive thing, like being able to receive from other people and being open to them being authentic. So, as I said, it's kind of overlapping. You have to be open to be authentic, but they are separate things. And I think they, we come to them from different angles, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I never thought about making that distinction. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a great question, and it's a great explanation in terms of how the two are related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I did talk about authenticity, and I felt like, almost like, Brandon talked about authenticity a couple of weeks ago, and almost like, I was maybe giving the illustrations for or the next step for his message. So there is a lot of overlap there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, why don't you kind of speak into that a little bit? Just this idea of, of being open when it comes to relationships and the role it plays in community, whether you see it in your own in your own circles, your own community groups, or even amongst youth. Yeah, I love the idea of uh, being open uh and authentic, I think, uh, yeah, Don, you did a great job. And I think once you kind of, as soon as you open up, it allows the listener or mm-hmm. whoever you're talking to us feel a little more comfortable. Like, okay, I, I think I can, I think everyone can relate. So they can open up as well. Um, it's their choice to then be authentic as they want to, too. But for myself, as I've lived and experienced life, I've chosen to really as best that I can, you know, open up my experiences, my thought life and my just personal, just whatever I went through, I just feel like 
it's better to just share that way uh, just part of my personality too i know everyone's like that but i want to know what you're going through so i'm going to tell you what i'm going through mm-hmm. so i think uh yeah whether it's friends or family um i've felt pretty uh comfortable opening up and doing my best to be authentic as possible not just to do it but because i i do care about uh the person i'm talking to is like i want them to feel real as well yeah no that's great how the just the impact it has on others but by being open mm-hmm. um donna you mentioned you know i think what you shared was so powerful and i know so much of it is kind of based on the season that you you're going through and mm-hmm. and i am going to ask you about more of that in a little bit but one of the things that you were sharing, what is be- in light of kind of this season, God was really nudging you to mm-hmm. take these steps of faith of being more open, mm-hmm. right? So, kind of, if you, if you can kind of look hindsight to that, right? What were the things that made it hard to be open then, you know, or what might have been the thought process been before kind of these these recent events where, like, did you kind of know you weren't open? Did you think you were open, but this just kind of pushed you further? But um, kind of what were those things maybe in the past or in hindsight that made it a little bit harder for you to be open or just didn't want to be open, whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. Um, I think when my, I remember the going through this with my brother who died, I think, seven years ago. And my, and my dad died five years ago. And I was open to some extent, but not going through the process. I think I was more open after they died and with mm. the grief and afterwards. Um, and I think I just saw the value of, you know, being able to let people into it as I was going through it. Um, I think I'm very strongly influenced by some of the things I've heard from Brene Brown, Mm. just about vulnerability and how much it helps us to grow. Um, yeah, and just feeling that need and, and maybe just because God's placed these people in my life right now who have gone through similar things. So I know they can receive it and just being in these small groups right now where there are people who are very supportive and responsive and um, people that I can lean on. So I just all those situational things and maybe having grown in the last five or six years um, mm-hmm. and realizing this is important. And this is the only way you really get through stuff like this is when you let people into it and you let God into it and trying to do things by myself and trying to be in control is hard, even though it's like more natural for me. Um, yeah, it's harder to do it that way. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I know, John, you've had your fair share of challenges. Um, do you feel like that there's a correlation of kind of going through seasons of, of challenges, trials that kind of foster this greater sense of need for openness? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think that the reason I'm here and feel strong today is because I've, I've stepped into this challenge of being open in my life, uh, facing bipolar disorder at an early age. Uh, the only thing that got me through that was, was people around me. And then Mm. me saying, Oh, here I am like (laughs) help. And, uh, this is tough and feeling that God is here and near, uh, and more so passages about Jesus feeling and weeping. And I think those are all come together. It's like, man, this is, this comes full circle. Like, I, I think I feel like 
God's created us to be in this stage that, yeah, like you said, we're not supposed to go it alone. It's it's not mm-hmm. the way the our lives mm-hmm. are supposed to like you know unfold. Yeah, definitely. And I think the point you made earlier too is when we're open, we enable other people to be open. Um, and I think as leaders, I think I've realized that more. And you, just as you said, that the way I go through difficult things can either help people or it can just be my thing. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, wanting to be able to impact people and to help people grow in their own walk with the Lord and allowing other people to be a part of that um, plays into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, thank you both. I mean, I think you you both have demonstrated kind of in your own lives uh, just this journey towards openness, right? And you've clearly laid out the benefits of it and why it's important and, and the impact it makes, not just on, on your own yourself, but on those around you. So why do you think, it, it, at the end of the day, w- why it's still hard to be open then, right? I mean, we're not having this talk. We're not giving these messages. If it's easy to be open, and everybody was just open. The reality is, whether it's a cultural thing, whether it's just a human thing, for a lot of us, it is, it's challenging, it's hard to be open. And, and like you mentioned your message, John, it's easy to, to hide behind things. Uh, kind of speak into the why, you know, like, why do you think that is for a lot of us? I think, well, a lot of us are just private people and we were raised to keep things to ourselves. Mm. Um, yeah, my parents always said, yeah, don't tell people stuff. And, you know, this just stays here. And so we're raised to, to think that. But also, I think because we want people to like us and we think they won't like us if we reveal too much or people will judge us, or people will talk about us. Um, so it's that peer pressure thing that stays with us all our lives mm. as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think, John? I think it's tough to share something of weakness. I think mm. as a yeah. guy, I don't want to say, I have these problems. I don't, As a human, I don't want to say there's this part in my brain that doesn't work well. I have a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. And then it leaves the door open for hurt too mm-hmm. you know shame and, and yeah. embarrassment yeah so it's tough to kind of put yourself out there with uh you know a chance of uh, i don't know how this person's gonna actually take it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 i definitely resonate with what you said but what you said especially in the message too donna of uh just wanting to not wanting to burden people too mm-hmm. yeah. you know so i think it's a combination of, of what you're both saying in terms of we're just kind of private people in general to the potential of opening yourself up for just being hurt, attacked, being rejected ultimately. And I think, um, you know, for me, there, there's just that sense too. Like, I don't want to yeah. burden people. I don't yeah. want to bother people. Like, everyone's busy. They have their own problems. Yeah. If, if I go to them with my problem, they're going to think it's not that big of a problem. And why am I making such a big deal? Yeah. You know, so I mean, kind of similar to what John's saying, but just from a different perspective of if I open up, there's a potential that, people might shun me, reject me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's it's just that fear, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, ah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And then you rationalize kind of why it's okay to just keep it yourself mm-hmm. at the yeah. end of the day. Um, you know, I think most people, they probably admit that there's there's some tension, right? The desire to be open, you know, yeah, we, we're share, we, we, we try to be real and genuine, but kind of this tension that maybe that I feel or what we've described. But I think most people wouldn't be like, I'm not open. 
You know, like, yeah, I go to church and I'm just a closed book. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of a small group and I share nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people probably to some extent think they're open. Mm-hmm. Just in your opinion, like, what would be some ways to tell that maybe you're not as open as you think you are? I think it's, and I I feel this a lot when people say things that I don't like. I feel very defensive and resistant. Mm. Um, and rather than being open to listening and asking more questions, I start devising arguments in my mind, you know, to come back mm. at. So I think that's, and it's that resistance to maybe new ideas or new ways of doing things or new ways, new things I should be doing or new ways I should be seeing something. So it's that openness to new ideas. I think um, when I start to feel defensive, I always know hmm, something's going on inside of me. Hmm. Um, and then the other thing I hear, like, and I hear this in small groups a lot, is I will never do this. Um, oh. And I think that's a lack of openness. And for a lot of people, it's I will never pray out loud or I will never share this you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's that sense of, these are the limits to which I'll be open or, Mm. you know, I won't do that at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think there are definitely seasons where I keep to myself and I've, I've found that I've shut down and I think there's a big part of, uh, yeah, culture and family that we've all kind of always just, uh, then we, yeah, we fall back to something like, just keep quiet, just go to your room, just don't say anything. And that just carries on sometimes for years, at least in our family. Um, and that, you know, I, I, but I do crave opening up and I, I try my best to continue to do that uh, wherever I go. Um, sometimes too much, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I, I think a lot of times too, I do go the other way and it's, uh, it's, I do think it's rooted in who I am. It's mm-hmm. something that, a towel gene if that kicks in too hard <laughs> we just sit on a couch and watch tv mm. and that's all we do for <laughs> for years <laughs> yeah wow yeah that's that's deep i'm mean, just to be able to even associate it right with family and the culture that we're raised in and, and some of those challenges and, and i mean i think it's hard in most families right we've experienced that to one extent to another um, you know, kind of in, in light of that, right? Uh, this, you know, cause even for me, I feel like, you, you know, staff, like we go around and share, right. And we're like, how are you doing? And, and a lot of times when I start sharing, it feels very like, like I'm just rambling or it doesn't feel. And I think part of that for me is like, I just don't do it that often. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like a muscle that hasn't been developed or train because I just rarely do that. Um, so, I mean, I think one question I had was, uh, God, what was my question? I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Someone knocked on the door, so now I'm <laughs> completely thrown off. Um, oh, this is what I was going to ask. As you, as leaders, right, how do you guys walk that fine line with sharing, being open, being authentic with people who are kind of clearly under your care? You know, so it's different when we're part of a small group and we try our best to like, hey, we're all peers. Don't look at me as your leader, even though it's still there. But in general, people under you, how do you kind of navigate that? I think it's more in response to what's going on with them 
and being able to um, to encourage them or to respond to whatever they're going through. Um, so it's not so much that I would just share anything that's going on to, with me, but I would share whatever was appropriate in that context, maybe. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. What about you, John? I think I have a hard time balancing all that. Sometimes I just share. I say the same thing almost to anyone. I like mm. whether I'm hanging out with mm-hmm. someone younger, my age, older, whatever. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, for the most part, you know, we're mm. all on the same page or that's how I feel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's insightful. Cause I think, right. There's a lot of different reasons why it's easy to rationalize why to share less. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can do it as leaders and be like, well, we're pastors, we're leaders. And I think for a lot of people, they can think of different reasons why, mm-hmm. right. So to rationalize it away, uh, speak to someone right now who's, you know, they, they've heard our vision and our, our push for small groups. Uh, they've heard the messages so far in terms of what makes community work and, and all the benefits, right. Of, of being authentic, of being open, um, you know, of, of loving and receiving love. But they're still on the fence. Right? Maybe they've they've made some of those promises to themselves. I'll, I'll never do this. Right. What what would you say to them at this point, um, this far along, and and they're still just having a hard time wanting to do the things that we're inviting them to do. Well, I think one of the things I said in the message is that the thing that drives me towards community and towards investing in small groups and even just going to a meeting when I don't feel like going to a meeting is is that I want to grow and that I want to be um, more like Jesus, that I want to have like a greater sense of that sense of community and growth and having support and um, just all those things that happen in community. I want that even though it's hard. Um, so I think maybe to focus on the potential and, and the growth potential and what God could do um, even though I think we always focus on the risks and the things that scare us and the reasons not to, but to try to come at it from the other side of it is, you know, what could happen. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. What about you, John? I would say you you go for it. This is the next step. This is the first step. This is, you know, whether you've been in a small group for the first time or the fifth time, life is done better in small group, in community. Uh, there's a possible, you know, downside, but the upside, it, it outweighs it, you know, by a million. And I, yeah, I think for myself growing up, whenever we did small groups, whether it was junior high or high school, and now that I'm directing the youth group, something that I, I've seen in the kids, you know, the growth and development always happens in smaller groups, always happens with the leader pouring in, always happens when, kids are connecting on a uh, more personal level so it's the same thing now Uh, whether you're you know 16 26 or 96 it's good to have a community Mm -hmm. yeah yeah one of the things i'm hearing from both of you and especially in that message john as you shared your own journey is you know in this season when you needed that support and you needed people and you felt god prompting you to be more open was that you already had that community built in, yeah. uh-huh. right? And I just think how important that is where we, we just don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe some of us are in seasons like me where 
I don't feel this pressing need to share anything, right? And, and that's okay, right? You might be in a similar situation, but by committing to a group of people, by perhaps being there for them, right? Even if you feel you're not ready to open or share, you just never know, right? There may come a time when you need that support. Mm -hmm. And at that point, to have that group to then turn to is a blessing that you, you can't just unfortunately get whenever you want it, right? It kind of is built into the community. It comes with committing to that. So, you know, that was something just I just what brought to my mind as you were sharing, Donna, when you were preaching was just you've spent years in some of these groups, right? Mm -hmm. In these relationships, yeah. pouring into the investing, serving, loving, encouraging, being the one to encourage others, right? Mm -hmm. And then in this season, you were able to turn to them. Yeah. And, and it was there. Yeah. And I think, too, we always think about, like, how I will fit into the small group as a whole. And you might not, like, connect with everybody in the small group, but almost always you'll find at least one or two relationships that that have that for you where there's this great sense of connection and support and, and the per people that you can turn to. So it doesn't have to be the whole group and every single person, but you always benefit just from building those relationships. And then the other thing you mentioned, too, is that um, just having that attitude of, you know, God can use you as well, mm. that you might be the person that meets that need for other people, and you have so much to offer to other people. And as you do that, you grow and build those connections and build relationships as well. Mm. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to have to cut this episode a little short. The network guy is here to upgrade our internet, and he needs to get into this office right now. <laughs> okay. But any closing thoughts, anything before we sign off? Nope. All right. Thank well, you, network guy, for coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being here. We'll definitely have to get you both back on as uh, soon as possible. It's great having you share all the insights. Um, you just bring so much wisdom and perspective, especially in this area, both of you. So thank you again for being here. Okay. Cool. Thanks. All right. Hope you all enjoyed okay. the podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.